Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela and I will be your host as we go on a journey of exploring all the ways that God is sending love and love signals to us and through us. Welcome back everybody. This is episode 67 and I am very excited about it. I I've just been so enjoying reading the Bible lately. And last week we spent some time talking about the book of Philippians, which is one of the letters that Paul the apostle wrote to the you know the various churches that he was involved with back in the day. <laughs> and it's just so beautiful to to be spending this time with these thoughts and, and, and with these, these words, because the more time I spend with it, the more I get out of it. And this is why I think so many people talk about really studying the Bible in an ongoing way. And that, that's my intention with my whole long life, however long it may be, is to pray and to study the Bible, because those are two incredible ways to spend time with God. And I love spending time with God. <laughs> it's like, it's the best thing. And it just improves every other area of my life. Every other area completely. And I've really been feeling that over this past week. I feel like there's been some really beautiful and, and at times gentle uh, experiences of, of change and in my own heart of feeling this powerful wellspring of love and of steadiness, that steadfast love of God kind of co- coming through me. It's like I feel myself receiving it and then and then it overflows out of me and I, I feel like I'm able to be so much more patient, so much more steadfast in my love and presence with, with all things, with my husband with my work, with my own inner thoughts, which can really be quite rascally sometimes. They're wild horses, you know. <laughs> so um, I feel really grateful. And, and I know that it's not me. I know that it's through opening to God and praying for this aid, this help, that I am experiencing this. And I'm so grateful, so grateful. So praise the Lord. (laughs) Uh, So I wanted to talk about some of the particularly, I don't know, what feel like particularly yummy concepts that are in Philippians. I know last week we spoke about humility and this experience of realizing, whoa, I'm dealing with pride, which is the opposite of humility, right? (laughs) And, um, and, And the gift of being presented with like, hey, here's this thing you're doing. Here's this way that you're sinning and realizing that and that the conviction and the way that God can't wake us up to things that we're doing that are not only getting in our way, but they're getting in God's way of working through us. Potentially, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know if anything can get in God's way necessarily, or maybe it can. That's interesting to think about. (laughs) To circle back on that. But the bigger point I'm trying to make there is these ways that we sin, these ways that we may not give all of ourselves to God. And I I know I named last week that for me, I could see how pride could be 
at the root of some of my anxiety and stress and, um, and that in realizing that that was an area where I wasn't giving it all over to God, I was really robbing myself of the experience of resting wholeheartedly in the support that God does provide, will provide, and wants to provide. So there's a really wonderful little excerpt here. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I don't want to get too bogged down with all their wonderful comments, but this is one of the commentaries from my Bible on stress management, and I thought it was a wonderful place to start. So peace that transcends understanding. Through prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, you can realize a, quote, peace which transcends all understanding, unquote. And know that this peace, quote, will guard your hearts and your minds, unquote. That's from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. And this is so interesting to me because this idea of, oh, it's the greatest peace I've ever known. And, you know, peace that transcends understanding, all of that. I, I hear that and I think, I remember when I read this the first time, I was like, whoa, wow, this, there's, there's, that's a common theme that I hear from a lot of Christians and that I remember hearing from Dylan as he was deepening his relationship with Christ. And I remember saying it myself and, and it's, you know, it kind of feels like one of those chicken or the egg thing. Like, do, do we hear it first? And then we were like, yeah, 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 that's it. That's what it is. And then we said it like, why are so many people saying this? <laughs> you know, but I, I know that at least a large percentage of why I have named this, that, that in being Christian now, in having a direct relationship with Christ now, I have experienced a peace like I've never known. It's it's greater than I've ever known. I know when I've shared that I'm Christian now with certain people in my life, that was a big part of how how I describe it. And I think about that one episode I did. I think it was, oh man, was it like 42, 43? Greatest Love I've Ever Known or something like that, I think is the title, where I talk about how it's like I was catching glimpses of love, glimpses of peace through like almost like windows in a house. And then in, in this, oh, this like opening of myself to Christ and this, this asking for forgiveness of my sins and receiving forgiveness and asking Christ to be my Lord and Savior and all of that. In doing that, it did feel like stepping out of what felt like this kind of fragmented experience of love into the full saturated, there I am, I think of Sound of Music, standing on those gorgeous rolling Swiss Alp hills and mountains and the blue sky and the flowers and the fresh breezes and, ah, you know, there it is. And I'm standing fully in that love and in that peace. And so I think that while this may be an idea that Christians have been planting the seed of in each other's awareness since since Paul's time, maybe even since Christ's time. I, you know, I haven't read the whole Bible, so I don't know how often these kind of ideas or phrases are shared, but 
I think even in the Old Testament, I know God asks us to, you know, place, place, let, let him worry about things for us. Just put our faith in him. We are, he is the one who can give us peace. Um, and so in surrendering to all, all the things that I might want to control or be in charge of or whatever, and instead just surrendering all of it to God, I feel myself receiving that peace that he wants to give. And so, so while this might be an idea that's, that's been placed here in the Bible for us to literally know and literally have words for and to hear many people talk about, I also deeply feel that it is part of the direct experience that, that many, if not all Christians have, uh, as they you know, really open themselves to Christ. And I know I was listening to something recently that talked about how for some people, when they become saved, it's like this like, woo, lightning bolt moment where it's like they're changed. Every Like all these things change in their life. Like maybe they dealt with addiction and now they're not, they're freed of it. You know, sometimes there is this like whoosh transformation moment that's very swift for some people. Whereas some people, they're saved and there's, and it's more of a, a slow unfolding, unraveling, unwinding process of sanctification, of, of change. And that's not to say that the change that happens in that, that burst for some doesn't continue in these more subtle, you know, continuous unwinding ways. But it's just, I thought that was so helpful because I think it's so easy for doubt to creep in and to use, oh, comparison, like, oh, well, you you were saved, but you didn't, da, 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 like this person, da, 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 you know? So I love that that was named because of course, of course, our journeys into deeper relationship with Christ will look different. And of course, there will be similarities. And that's the part that excites me about this concept of a peace that transcends understanding. And, of, and and peace that comes from God, of course it's transcendent because God is transcendent. And I I think too, it's as, as somebody who has thought a lot about, oh, how can I have unconditional happiness? How can I have uncon- an unconditional sense of peace? How can I feel good no matter what? And so many of the things that I've reached for in the past were ways to mentally think about things or, you know, just different ways to work, to work on it, to basically, you know, be in charge and work on how I'm relating to the many fluctuations of life so that I can be steady inside, be steady in my heart, peaceful, be steady in my external life, you know, kind to others. And it's just so interesting to notice how I really feel the way that God is, is really changing me to be, to be steadfast in my love, to be patient. I, I really feel that. And it's unlike any, any um, self-development work I've ever done before. And I've done a lot of self-development work and it can be so exciting to experience transformation. I think that's because transformation is is something that is tied to creation. 
And creation is so exciting. You know, God created us and, and he created creative beings. He created us to be creative here on earth. And, um, and that's a whole fun other topic too. So I'll read a little bit more because there's more here that I'm sure will stimulate ideas for me. Your natural human desire for acceptance, status, and possessions can create tension within. If you perceive that your needs or desires are not going to be met, you may experience anxiety and stress. How can you, quote, not be anxious about anything, unquote, in the face of such situations? Now, it doesn't mention where that, that quote part, not be anxious uh, about anything, comes from, but I, I do know that that scripture, it's said many times to do not be afraid, do not be anxious about anything. And I, I really love the way that this commentary is pointing out how you know, the, the, this nature, this human nature that we have, the, the human desire for acceptance, for status, and for possessions, uh, just the way that, that that really creates a lot of pain for us. And that, of course, it's, it's easy to be anxious when we focus on trying to fulfill those human desires and this this and then oh no what if my needs or wants aren't going to be met <gasps> oh no right and this is something that i feel like i'm really familiar with this idea uh i think about in buddhism they talk about non-attachment you know if you aren't attached to the material world then you can experience more uh of a steady peace, right? That's kind of the, the way that they work. So it's like, oh, so you're doing all this stuff to kind of unhook from attachments, to be less attached. Um, but then there's also an emphasis on compassion because I think they're trying to kind of balance out, you know, you don't want to just become totally detached and nihilistic. Um, you also want to be compassionate. But I, I always struggled with that personally, honestly, in that um, modality. And so what I think is so cool about what's being mentioned here is that there's an acknowledgement of that dynamic of, of the way that as we lean into our human nature and, and trying to fulfill these desires and, and thinking, oh, I need certain things and I want certain things and all of that, that it can lead to anxiety. So this commentary goes on and says, managing stress for a Christian begins with understanding yourself and knowing what scripture teaches about the nature of God. To understand yourself means to know your basic nature, the potential of your strengths, and the limits of your weaknesses. This is no small task, for self-deception can prevent clear discernment. And that's a reference to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 19. Pride and independence can block self-awareness. God himself must give the self-awareness needed. And that is a reference to Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10. Only he can show clearly where change is needed and bring about that change in basic human nature. And so, and that's a reference to Psalm, Psalms. It is Psalms. I looked it up. It's Psalms. And then each one is a Psalm. <laughs> um, and that's reference to Psalms chapter 139 verses 23 through 24. And actually, I think in the book of Psalms, rather than chapters, it's each one is a psalm. So it would be Psalm 139, verse 23 through 24. We're getting there. We're getting there. 
Okay. <laughs> so this is so interesting to me, right? So it's talking about, okay, we've acknowledged where stress can come from, right? It's like, okay, when you are basically really leaning into and kind of succumbing to the human desires for acceptance, possessions, status, and that you start to perceive that, oh no, I might not get what I want. Oh no, I might not even get what I need. Oh no. <laughs> and so then it comes in saying, okay, but managing that stress comes back to knowing God, knowing the true nature of God and knowing ourselves. And that knowing ourselves has to come from God. We need God to understand ourselves. So it's really it comes back to having a relationship with God and understanding God. And it goes on and I, it, it gets, I think it gets really exciting here. So an understanding of the nature of God comes from his self-revelation in scripture and Christ. John chapter 1 verses 14 and 18. Knowing and accepting the unchanging nature of God produces stability and peace. And that's Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, and Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Understanding the quality of his character inspires trust. And that's from 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. So I'm just going to read those last two sentences without the commentary where they come from. Knowing and accepting the unchanging nature of God produces stability and peace. Understanding the quality of his character inspires trust. Much of stress dissipates when you acknowledge your dependence upon God and submit to his leadership. Recognizing that you are locked into time and space as finite creatures, while he is infinite, eternal, and omnipresent. So, Oh, and oh, and that was a reference to um, Psalm seventy-three, verse twenty-six, and First Peter, chapter five, verses six through seven. Especially that line talking about how how a lot of stress, maybe all stress, dissipates when you acknowledge your dependence upon God, and submit to His leadership. And this is, you know, rather than. This, the, where was it talking about how, oh yeah, pride and independence can block self-awareness. I think pride and independence can block our, our willingness to open to God. Because part of what I've been talking about here with trust and giving it all to God and all these different parts is talking about surrender. It's talking about submitting to God, submit your will to God. And that word is not one that we use that often in a positive way. And I think part of that is because to submit to someone without God in the picture, without Christ anywhere in the equation, it can get weird really fast because humans, we've got a lot that we're working with. And the desire to control ourselves, to control others, to oppress, to whatever, like it's there right? Uh, and whether, whether we're trying, to, whether we're conscious of it or not, whether we're trying to do it on purpose or not. And this is one of the things that brings me so much peace uh, about having a relationship with Christ is that it's like, and I think I've talked about, I know I've talked about this before in the podcast, but it's like with Christ 
at the center of my life, at the, at the top of the pyramid of my life, everything else finds right relationship because he brings such perfect order to everything. And it, it almost, right now I'm getting this image of like, it's like a beautiful fountain where all these, there's all these different ways where the water's going to flow and, and, or even maybe better than that, since I have been thinking about gardening and homesteading lately, maybe it's even like, um, like a gravity fed, like a, just a perfectly, just beautifully designed gravity fed watering system. But how that's like you you could maybe set all that up and maybe it works and you know you could try to oh I'm gonna you know put the hose here halfway through or put it over here no it only works best when the water starts at the very top at the beginning of that whole stream that whole system and then everything downstream receives that water versus if you just try to you know plug in some water over here or over there it's not going to get everywhere. You need to have it at the top. And that's partly why I care so much about giving my whole life, every part of me. And that's part of my prayer all the time. It's just, please, Lord, let my whole life be for you. Let guide me in everything I do that it may be for you and your will. For I, I seek to do what your will is for me. And whatever that may be, whatever that may be, because I trust God's will. I trust his judgment to be perfect. And I know that my judgment and understanding is limited. And there's actually this really beautiful feeling that comes with that. And sometimes it's hard, right? That's like we get opportunities to strengthen our faith. So that's like when it's hard, but then you pray and you learn and you hone your focus and all of that. Um but then there's also these times where I'm basking in that, that incredible support. And I'm so struck so often by how wise and loving God is. And things that I might not have understood initially, but I'm like, you know what, I'll just do it. It's, I know it's what God says to do and it's what the Bible confirms and it's what prayer confirms and off we go, you know, I'll just do it. And then as time goes on, I'm like, oh, I really understand why now. And it, there's something kind of wonderful about simply trusting in God and then getting to benefit from and realize how, oh, I'm so glad I trusted God. This I see the, the love and the kindness and the wisdom in this. Um, it almost feels like opening up a present <laughs> that like you didn't know you had. And it's a few weeks after your birthday, you're like, oh this was here. I didn't know. <laughs> so I'm having a great time. <laughs> and to, to touch on these last few points that this really cool commentary brings up. Um, so knowing and understanding the nature of God and the nature of God can be understood through the scripture and through Christ. So here I am, I have a direct relationship with Christ and I spend time in, in connection with Christ through prayer, through, I kind of do journal praying these days. It's been really great. And through studying the Bible and then studying, you know, people talking about the Bible and the scriptures, like it just, oh, it's so yummy to immerse myself in it. And 
it's talking about how when we understand the nature of God, we learn the unchanging nature of God and and this that steadiness, right? I think so much of why we seek to be in control is because we feel out of control because the world isn't steady, but God is steady. And so I was listening to something recently where she was talking about with parenting. She's like, I... When I feel out of control, I act out of control. Like I have less control over my reaction to my kids. Like if, if I feel like the house is chaotic and I start to feel out of control because things like I feel out of control, then I act out of control. Like there's this, this whole tie there. And I, I think that I, that's so relatable, number one. Number two, remembering the steadiness of God and the, the control that he does have and, and, and all of that and the way that he's here and he, he wants to take care of us. He is ready to take care of us if we just let him. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That is soothing. That is profoundly uh, peace-inspiring. And what was the other part? Yeah, it inspires trust too. Understanding the quality of God's character inspires trust. And that's where I think about like the steadfast love of God. And, you know, some people say that this this part from Philippians, which I know I've quoted before on the podcast, uh, it's chapter four, verse eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And I've heard some people talk about how this section, I believe, uh, is is not just describing things that are nice to focus on. It's also describing qualities of God. It's a way to, so, so he's asking us not only to know God and know that these are qualities of God, but also to think about God, think about things that are godly. And right before that, he has another piece that I know I've quoted on, on the podcast before. Um, so chapter four, verse four, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is, I mean, that's so incredible too, because this piece of scripture is, clearly what this commentary pulled from talking about do not be anxious about anything but in every situation so all of your life right by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god that rather than trying to meet your needs yourself and and fulfill your desires yourself give it all to god and the peace of god which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, and I think that's part of what I've been experiencing lately is a sense of 
as I surrender more and more of myself to God, as I submit my life and all these parts that I become aware of, oh, oh, let me give, let me, let me ask for forgiveness for this sin. Let me give this aspect of my life to God. I didn't realize I was trying to stay in control over whatever it might be. I feel this, this peace of God helping to guard my heart and my mind from anything else. And there's this fortification even. It's, it's beautiful. And, and we'll see how it evolves. I really trust in God in all of it. I, I know there's seasons for everything. Everything has a rhythm and a season. And um, I'm so grateful, though, to, to get to touch in to this peace that transcends understanding. It's so good. <laughs> um, so is there anything else I want to say on all that? Hmm. Yeah, I think what I'll, what I'll leave us with is just a bit of a recap. So first off, we talked about this piece that transcend, transcends understanding. Does it, is it just that all Christians are just parroting what the other says? Or is it that this is a shared experience, a direct experience that Christians experience because of their direct relationship with Christ and God? Hmm. I still feel curious to explore that question more. And I do think that it is part of the direct experience of knowing Christ. And then we talked about, um, you know, kind of like attachment and non-attachment. And I know I touched on like, oh, Buddhism or other kind of perspectives that try to help us. And yes, there is a point I want to make here. That try to help us um, not experience suffer- the suffering that automatically comes with having needs, having attachments, having desires, all of that. And it's so interesting to look at that kind of, that whole realm from a Christian perspective where God knows what we need. God knows what we need at the the very deepest level. And in next week's episode, I really want to talk about that. I've been kind of queuing up that theme for a bit here um, because there's really beautiful ways that scripture talks about how God will provide. But in the meantime, this, this relationship with desire or, or the anticipation that a certain need may or may not be met and the pain that can come with that, the anxiety that can come with that, in realizing that um, our, our judgment is imperfect of what we need and that really our task is to put our faith in God and let him provide for us knowing that he will give us what we need. And in knowing that God is loving and steadfast and really truly does want what's best for us. We are his creation. He created us. There's intention behind our, our existence here. From that perspective, I find a lot of inspiration to have faith. And, and I feel eager to have a deep relationship with Christ and with God. And I hope that wherever you are today, um, you get to feel more of a relationship with God today, right here, right now. No matter where you are, whether you're deep in your Christian faith, whether you're just kind of curious about it and like listening to my podcast for some reason, (laughs) Um, whatever it may be, wherever you are, my prayer is that you can you can experience God's love for you today.
right here, right now. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. All right. There is so much love here for you. May you continue to feel it more and more every day in every way. God loves you. He really does. I just, I know it. I feel it. He wants to, he wants to welcome you into deep relationship with him. He's so ready to forgive. Ah, oh, it's just, forgiveness is a whole exciting topic I will be talking about soon. But next week we're going to talk into how, in, in, into, we will, what am I saying? <laughs> next week we're going to talk about how God will provide. We'll be diving into that idea and that, and that concept. And I'm, I'm excited to think about it, live in, breathe into that in the, in the time between now and then. And may you be well. May God bless you. And until next time, take care. <laughs>